0: today and I do thank you for joining us back from vacation ready to go oh yeah here on New Hope Radio glad you're joining us whether it's on 1590 on the AM dial 92.7 FM WARV could be on New Hope Radio Facebook we're there and YouTube as well and we're glad to have you with us and uh, send in your comments and questions on social media if that's where you're watching okay got a good topic we're gonna begin A brand new series today, and I think you're really going to like it. It's a short one. It'll take us through the week. I think you'll really, really like it. We're going to begin a series entitled People Jesus Met. And the object of the series is that each person that we'll be speaking about that Jesus met drew something out of him. In other words, revealed one of his characteristics, one of his qualities. And uh, I think that as we look at these people, you might find "Mm," yourself in one of these situations. Maybe you'll see yourself as someone that can draw out one of these wonderful qualities that make up who Jesus is I gotta fix something here I'm out a crack let me mute my Facebook okay okay because we do have a Facebook crowd tuning in Linda's on board thank you Janine Doreen okay all the ladies where's the men where's the men being part of our program today now we know that Jesus had many wonderful attributes. But one that doesn't get enough press is his ability to meet people, here it is, right where they are. That's what makes the gospel so incredible, that Jesus meets people right where they are. You don't have to change. Jesus will meet you (laughs) right there. And this is why the gospel can be for all people, why it can be for the whole world. Because all people have, let me say, the privilege of being met by Jesus right where they are. It's available to you, the listener right now, right where you are. And I want to, I want to share John's vision. Remember when John had a beautiful vision of heaven, he said, "And I saw another angel flying in mid-heaven." having an eternal gospel to preach to those who live on the earth and to every nation and tribe and tongue and people. It's Revelation 14, verse 6. So think about it. Oh, thank you. Bill is listening with Doreen. Okay. We've got some couples listening. So notice what John said, that the gospel is going to be preached to every nation, every tribe, every tongue, every people think about it every class of people there is so that's why today we're going to take a look at maybe hey maybe we could call it different classes of people that jesus is going to meet and we're going to see five people in all that jesus met and we're going to discover an attribute of jesus toward each one each person that he met drew out or revealed a different attribute of Jesus, And like I said, maybe in this series, you'll discover that one or more of those attributes is toward you as well. Oh, that'll make it real personal, won't it? Today, we're going to meet a man named Zacchaeus. Now, the Bible doesn't tell us a lot. About Zacchaeus but what it does tell us is certainly revealing regarding himself who he is as a man and also who Jesus is we'll discover four characteristics about Zacchaeus number one he was a tax collector he collected taxes for Rome and he would always his pay was in the extra tax that he charged people and sadly He charged his own people, the Jewish people. He was actually a chief tax collector, which means that he had other tax collectors working under him. Therefore, number two, it made him very rich. Oh, yeah, he's a wealthy guy. Number three, he was short in stature. But maybe the best quality that he had at this point, number four, he was curious about Jesus. That's okay. It's good to be curious about about jesus that's a good quality to have because you know what that does that leads you to i would say maybe the next phase of knowing jesus so we pick it up in luke chapter 19 verse 1 jesus entered jericho he was just passing through and there was a man called by the name of zacchaeus it tells us he was a chief tax collector oh he was rich now let's talk about jericho jericho was a wealthy town it was situated on a trade route and it brought in a lot of business and therefore a lot of money it had a forest of balsam trees which filled the air for miles around it always smelled like christmas right the balsam trees hey they'll be out next month people will be buying them and getting ready for christmas so therefore It was a great center (laughs) for collecting taxes. When Jesus told the story of the Good Samaritan, remember in the story he said a man was going down from Jerusalem to Jericho and he fell among robbers? Yeah, he's a businessman going down to do some business in Jericho. So Zacchaeus, being a chief tax collector, he had other men working under him, and he also received a percentage of what they collected. So, therefore, he was very rich. But because he collected taxes from his own people, the Jewish people, oh, he was hated. They hated him. He was a traitor to them. And I wonder, is that such a great combo? To be very rich and yet to be very hated. Is that a good combo? You get a lot of money, but you get a lot of enemies. Would you agree that friends are the greatest treasure in this life? That a lot of good friends are better than a lot of money? Zacchaeus is representative of people who have a lot of everything except happiness. He had chosen a way that made him an outcast. Sometimes we think living for self is better than living for others. But after a while, we realize it's not. What good is having everything alone? But when Zacchaeus heard about Jesus, oh yeah, here it comes. He thought, though everyone else has rejected me, I wonder if Jesus would accept me. Isn't that a good question? Isn't that a question everybody should ask? So, he resolved to see Jesus, and one day he had the opportunity. Here comes Jesus down the street. Oh, he's got a crowd of people following him. And in verse 3, Zacchaeus was trying to see who Jesus was, but he was unable to because of the crowd, because he was small in stature. Like, Zacchaeus couldn't see over the people. They were too tall, he was too short. Another quality you could say Zacchaeus had was that he was determined. He wouldn't let his uh, disabilities or he wouldn't let opposing circumstances stop him. Okay, they're tall, I'm short. I want to see Jesus. I can't see through the crowd. I don't care. I'm going to find a way. Isn't that a good way to go through life? I'm going to find a way. Whatever your problem is, tell yourself, I'm going to find a way. Don't give up. Don't roll over and play dead. Find a way. And that's what Zacchaeus did. He knew if he stood in the crowd, it could be an opportunity for people to maybe take out their frustrations on him. Right? They hated him. Maybe somebody give him a little punch, a little kick, a little push. <laughs> pinch him in the back you know This dirty rat this guy I'm gonna get him. so no he he wasn't gonna submit himself to that so you know what he did he ran ahead and he climbed the tree that's what verse 4 says Claudia's on board from Florida welcome Claudia so verse 4 he ran on ahead and he climbed up into a sycamore tree in order to see Jesus because Jesus was coming that way now sycamore trees they were very interesting trees They liked sycamore trees, and they planted them along the roads. And sycamore trees had branches that stretched out over the road, and they were low-lying branches. So it was easy for Zacchaeus to kind of jump up, grab onto a branch, climb into the tree, and then it would hang out over the road. So that's Zacchaeus, right? He climbs his little tree, crawls out on the branch, hanging over the road. And here comes Jesus. And I like the boldness of Jesus here. When Jesus came up to the place, he looked up. There's Zacchaeus on the branch. <laughs> and he said to him, Zacchaeus, hurry and come down. For today, I must stay at your house. Notice, it's like Jesus knew who Zacchaeus was. He says, Zacchaeus, you come down. You know why? I'm coming to your house. I like that. He's, he's inviting himself to somebody else's house. Do you ever do that? Do you ever like say, I'm coming to your house for Thanksgiving? No, you wait, people, you wait for people to invite you. But not Jesus. He's like, no, I mean, I'm inviting myself to your house. And who would refuse him? So Zacchaeus, he hurried. He came down. And of course, he received him gladly. Jesus is accepting of those others have rejected. That's the point we want to make today. Jesus is accepting of those others have rejected. Now watch how different Jesus is from most other people. See, Jesus would dine on the substance that Zacchaeus had ill gotten. right? Zacchaeus exploited people, extorted people. The money that he got was kind of dishonest. And with that money, he bought food. And with that food, he fed Jesus. And Jesus ate the food. Why? Because he looks at a person's future and not the past. Jesus wasn't interested in where Zacchaeus got the money. Jesus was interested in what Zacchaeus would become. Isn't that good to know because we all have a past that's not that good. We've got stains in our past and we've got blemishes. And Jesus doesn't look at that. He looks at the bright new future that he's going to give us. And watch how different Jesus was from everybody else. Oh, when the other people saw it, <laughs> they all began to grumble. It means that they were complaining. And they were saying, he's going to be the guest of a man who's a sinner. Like, yeah, who's, who's not a sinner? <laughs> well, in their eyes, Jesus was, I mean, Zacchaeus was, you know, a different kind of a sinner. A worse sinner than them. Let me tell you something. A sinner is a sinner. Every sinner is in need of salvation. And we're all sinners. So, when when the Bible says that they all complained, they all began to grumble. Every one of them. It shows the intensely Jewish spirit of the age. And you know what it was? Narrow-mindedness. They couldn't, oh, here it comes. They could not fathom the depth of the riches of Christ. They saw the riches of Christ as something being very, very shallow. No! The riches of Christ are deep for everyone. Bernadette said, Amen. Doreen said, Amen. Linda said, Thank you, Lord, for looking at my heart instead of my sin. I say, Amen. They couldn't understand. You know what they couldn't understand? The grace of God. Oh, that's it. You know what Christianity is? It's a proclamation of the grace of God. It's not being self-righteous. It's a proclamation of God's grace. Later on, the Apostle Paul, by the way, he was Jewish himself. And you know what he said? He said, Oh, the depth of the riches, both of the wisdom and the knowledge of God. Oh, Oh, how unsearchable are his judgments and unfathomable his ways. Paul realized, even as a Jewish Pharisee, once he got saved, that God's grace went deep. It was unfathomable. So, imagine complaining about the grace of God. That's what they were doing. They were complaining that God is graceful. That God shows grace to the sinner. Let me tell you, if God didn't show grace to the sinner, we'd all be in deep trouble. Yet it's easy to find oneself complaining that God has forgiven someone who you might deem unforgivable. Did you ever do that? Oh, God, don't forgive that one. You know what they said? You know what they did? But wait a minute. Who's forgiveness for? (laughs) It's for those (laughs) who need forgiveness. (laughs) Forgiveness is not for those who don't need it. It's for those that do. What did Jesus say? It's not those that are well that need a physician, but those that are sick. (laughs) So if you need forgiveness, it's because you're awful. You've done something bad. And that's why you need forgiveness. Forgiveness is for those who need forgiveness. (laughs) I can't say it any simpler. Forgiveness is for those who need forgiveness. And when you look at someone that you consider a bad apple, guess what? They need forgiveness. Don't complain because they got forgiveness from God. Be thankful. Because that's God's grace. Doreen said, we all need God's mercy and grace. No exceptions. Amen? There's no exceptions. We all need it. We all have a little bit of Zacchaeus. Inside of us, we're all like Zacchaeus in some way. Someone once said, "We love forgiveness until we have to give it." (laughs) Yeah, we like to receive it, but it's tough to give it sometimes. I know people that won't give forgiveness, and you know what? You're ugly, ugly of soul, ugly of countenance. You know, you know what happens if you don't give forgiveness? You know what takes its place? Bitterness. Bitterness grows in your heart when you don't forgive. That's no good. So we need to forgive. When the people complain, you know what the Bible says in verse 8? Zacchaeus stopped. Whatever he was doing, I don't know what he was doing. He could have been serving food, cleaning the tables. He stopped. He could feel the eyes of all the people upon him. He could sense their hatred. He knew he was despised. He was the man once, he was once one kind of a man. They hated the man that he used to be. But in this dinner party with Jesus, something happened. Something happened. Something happened to Zacchaeus, and Zacchaeus began to change. He met Jesus for the first time in his adult life and you know what he felt maybe something he never felt before accepted and loved and you know what happened when he felt accepted and loved he started loving others Wow well, the moment he felt accepted And loved he started loving others you know what I learned from this don't judge people that have a hard time loving perhaps they've never been loved so Zacchaeus stopped and you know what he said he talks to Jesus he said behold Lord Now remember, he's a changed man. I feel love like I never felt before. I feel acceptance like I never felt before. Behold, I will give to the poor. Wow, what am I going to give? Half of my possessions. I don't need all this stuff. I'm going to give half of my stuff away to the poor. And if I have defrauded anyone of anything, I will give back four times as much. He's talking about the people that he overtaxed. You know, Jewish law said if a man confesses a sin which he's committed and he shall make restitution full for his wrongs, add to it one-fifth. In other words, 20%. That if you harm someone, you have to make restitution plus 20%. That was Jewish law according to Numbers 5, verse 7. But you know what Zacchaeus is doing? He's pledging to give 400% to anyone that he's defrauded. I'm like, what? 400%. That if he defrauded somebody of $50, he's going to give him back $200. If he defrauded someone of $100, he's going to give him back $400. And if he overcharged somebody $500 in taxing them, He was going to give him back $2,000. And by the way, this is the people who hated him. They didn't like him because he defrauded them. He extorted them. But you know what? See, the story ends with a victory for the kingdom of God. It's always about the kingdom of God. When you live your life, look at your life and say, How does this affect the kingdom of God? What does what I'm saying, doing, or thinking have to do with the kingdom of God? That's always should be our frame of reference. So there's a victory for the kingdom here. And you know what the victory is? That which was lost is now found. Zacchaeus was lost. Jesus said to him, Today... The day that Zacchaeus climbed the tree, the day that Jesus saw him, the day that Jesus said, I'm coming to your house, and Zacchaeus threw a dinner party, and in communing with Jesus, his heart was changed. Today, salvation has come to this house, because he, too, is a son of Abraham. Now, that doesn't mean that Zacchaeus has now become Jewish, because he was Jewish, But the phrase, the son of Abraham, Jesus is saying, oh, he's truly now a child of God. Because, you see, you become a true son of Abraham by faith, by faith in Christ. So it's not because he's Jewish, but because he's the seed of Abraham by believing in who Jesus is. And Jesus said, when he talked about himself, the son of man has not come. Well, the Son of Man has come to seek and save that which was lost. That's why he came. He came for those that everybody rejected because of their sins. He came for those that people shut the door on because of their sins. Came for those that people kicked out of their families because of their sins. He came for them. It was for the sake of wandering sheep that Jesus left his home in glory. See, this was a rebuke to those who think they don't need a Savior. I don't need a Savior. I go to church. I haven't killed anyone. I'm okay. Nothing wrong with me. This is a rebuke to them. Zacchaeus, his person, and the way that he lived, he drew out an attribute of Jesus that he needed. Acceptance. That's what Zacchaeus needed. He needed acceptance. And you know what it shows us? I like this part. That Jesus accepts all people right where they are. They just have to believe in him. He doesn't leave anybody out. You know who he leaves out? Those that don't want him. But those that want him, he'll take them. And he also knows What they will become if they put their life in his hands. Jesus knows the work that he'll do in changing the heart of a person. And you know, when you change the heart, you change the life. Why don't don't some people's lives change? Because their hearts don't change. Why do some people's lives stink? Because their heart stinks. Why do some people's lives, they're just dark and dismal and dreary? Because their heart. Is dark and dismal and dreary. Well, what's the antidote? Give it to Christ. That's it. Give your heart to Jesus Christ. Let him shape it and mold it like he did with Zacchaeus, and you become, oh yeah, brand new. You want to become brand new? That's where it happens. That's where it starts, right there. You know, people spend millions of dollars on alternate ways to get their lives right. And I'm not saying people don't need medicine and people don't need doctors. But there's a lot of people, you know what they need instead? They need a relationship with Christ. That's what they need. They need a relationship with Jesus. They need to know that they are loved and that they are accepted. And I'm going to tell you something, that'll change everything. And that's the greatest heart pain of many people today. They're not loved, and they're not accepted. And they're hurting. And you know, sometimes when people are hurting, you know what they do? They hurt themselves. That's what they do. They hurt themselves. Because they think if nobody cares, then I don't care. But I want you to know today, Jesus loves you. Jesus will accept you right where you are right you that's the good news of the gospel you don't have to change you don't have to do anything you don't have to jump through hoops you don't have to say magical words you don't have to repent of your sin just come to Christ accept him he'll accept you and then comes the change oh yeah then the change will come Hey, thank you for coming along today, everybody. Tomorrow we're going to see another person that Jesus met. Looking forward to being with you tomorrow here on New Hope Radio. Have a great day and take these things to heart because they're really important.